0: Amen. Can everybody stand on your feet? Everybody stand on your feet. Father, we thank you for this atmosphere that has already been created by the people of God. Now lay your hands on your belly because that's where the word of God penetrates. It's a seed into the womb of your spirit and should produce life. Father, we thank you this morning. We, 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 we bring our open vessels, our spirits open to you. And we ask that you would absolutely change us move us impregnate us with your word and cause us today to absolutely know that your purpose and your plan is already in action in our lives in Jesus name and everybody said amen and amen you can be seated Psalms 37 tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take Him at His word Just to rest Upon His promise Just to know Thus saith the Lord I want to say that again Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know the sin the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove Him more and more. Trust him more Hallelujah 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 Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus God's greatest desire is to be believed To believe something you must trust in it It is possible to believe that something is, but not believe in that. I can, if somebody says, do you know Paul, not the apostle Paul, Paul who drove me here today. Say, yeah, I know Paul. He's from Georgia. He's a bulldog fan. He got whooped yesterday. Uh, He's a bulldog fan. And somebody say, are you sure Paul exists? Yeah, I know Paul exists because I know Paul, watch me now, I know Paul, I know he exists, but see if I know Paul real good and we've had years and years of relationship and I find out that Paul just lies and lies and lies and lies and lies, watch this, I can believe there is a Paul, but not believe Paul. And one of the problems we have in our churches today is we have had, we have majored on getting people to believe there is a God. But not getting people to believe God. You say, well, what do you mean, Bishop? Well, how do you know that's true? Because we're producing believers that don't believe. Because we're telling everybody, if you just come to the front and say, I believe there is a God. Then that's all there is. You're in the kingdom and it's done. No, no, no. You've got to believe God. So, therefore, we're producing believers that don't believe. And you say, How do you know this, Bishop? Because everything Jesus did 2,000 years ago took COVID six months to destroy. Everything we believed. Are y'all here? I was on a show the other day and being attacked by some major ministries in America because my doors are open to to have church and I've been attacked by a lot of people and I was on this show by myself being attacked and I've preached for all of the preachers, and I'm not talking about little churches. I'm talking about major churches, thousands and thousands of members. And I'm on this this talk show, and I'm talking to them, and I said, you know what? I'm going to say this. It might offend y'all, but I'm going to say it. Bishop, I preach for you two or three times a year. Bishop, I preach for you two or three times a year. I've preached for you, Pastor, over the last 10 years several times. And let me tell you this. If you are going to continue in the route you're going, then when you get back to preaching. At least tear out the parts that you make everybody hoop and holler over and run around and jump over. Don't say if God be for me who can be against me. Don't say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Don't say I can do all things through Christ. Don't say by his stripes we're healed. Because there's a difference in believing there is a God and believing God. Oh, yeah, I know Paul, so I'm acknowledging his existence. For us, most of us, that's all you need to be in the kingdom. But I can tell somebody, but I'll tell you this, I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. Have you ever met people like that? You Don't, don't look at them, but you, don't, you, you know them, but you don't believe anything they say. That's, that's where we're at in America, is God is testing, not do you believe in me, do you believe me? And I came to tell you today, I'm a believer. I don't just believe in God. I believe God. I believe I'm blessed coming in. Blessed going out. Somebody shout, I believe God. Amen. Now, I put on my my, my, my hoodie today and all oh, my shoes and everything, and I thought, you know, I'm going to be respectful and respect uh, um. Oklahoma's colors and I got in the lobby and realized I was Texas Tech colors and, and, and Oklahoma killed us yesterday I mean our colors so uh, Pastor Rick and I are diehard LSU fans but we only talk about that in the past tense <laughs> I don't care how many games we lose this year, Pastor Rick. We're still champions until it's all over. We're still, we are the reigning. <laughs> hey. And we had to. We, somebody said, yeah, but y'all had to go through Oklahoma. No, we stepped over Oklahoma. Huh? Call to remembrance the former days. But how many know that it's all about what you've do, you done for me lately? Psalms chapter 37 I'm not going to hold you long Because in my notes It said uh, Countdown, live countdown uh, Yep yeah. four, four minutes and 24 seconds Glorious day Five minutes, 12 seconds Never lost a battle Then even now Then what would I do? Pastor Clint, 40 minutes So y'all are guaranteed A 40 minute exit in here today Psalms 37 Thank you, my man. Just don't leave me. I ain't going to be long. 3723. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in his way. I want to speak to you briefly this morning on this thought, one step at a time. Somebody say, I'm going to take it. One step at a time. I uh, I was watching the news not long ago, and they interviewed a special needs school, and a special needs teacher was getting interviewed because with the shutdown that Corona has pr- has produced, there are certain things that just you can't just go okay we're shutting it down and we're going we're going online. You can't teach special needs students online like we teach. You know, our students in public school, these students, they, they depend, especially those that have, uh, that, that, that have different uh, situations in their life that, that demand consistency. Things have to be the same over and over That's, or they don't have any growth. They, 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 they go backwards if you start trying to change too many things. So they're interviewing this school teacher at this special needs school, and there was a little boy off to the side of her that that kept hollering during the interview, and she was trying to accommodate him and the TV crew live. She she was looking at the TV guy, and the, the, the little the little boy in her class was hollering, and so she was trying to acknowledge him and the TV crew at the same time. She was saying, yeah, this is she said yeah, this is Tom, this is Tommy, this is Tommy. Tommy's going, Pete Cat. And she goes, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that, Tommy, get to that. And she goes, well, we're so happy today, you know, that we can still continue teaching our kids. And oh, uh, Tommy's just standing back there hollering, Pete Cat. And so finally, she felt like she had to explain what he was doing. So she said, every day, say every day, every day when he gets in here, he expects us to put up on the screen, Pete the Cat. Now, I don't know if you're like me, I had never heard of Pete the Cat. So I got interested in Pete the Cat. So I Googled Pete the Cat. It led me to a YouTube of Pete the Cat and I didn't realize Pete the Cat is a singer. Pete the Cat has a video out called, I Love My White Shoes. Anybody ever heard of Pete the Cat? We Google it sometime. I love my white shoes will just pop up like it did for me. I love my white shoes so I watched the video. To see what Tommy was so excited about. And Pete the Cat, he starts out walking and he has some white tennis shoes on and he says, I love my white shoes. He's singing, I love my white shoes. I love my white shoes. And then all of a sudden, he turns a corner and steps into a whole thing of mud. And Pete the Cat says, I love my brown shoes. I love my brown shoes. And he keeps walking a little ways and he steps into a puddle of water. And he steps out of the puddle of water. He looks down and he goes, I love my white shoes. I love my white shoes. And then Pete the Cat steps in a, a, a whole thing of strawberries, a big strawberry bush. And walks out of it, stops, looks down. He says, I love my red shoes. I, I love my red shoes. Y'all will catch on here in a second. He keeps walking and he steps into a blueberry bush. And he comes out and Pete the Cat starts singing. I love my blue shoes. I love my blue shoes. He steps into another parcel of mud and comes out and he says, I love my brown shoes. I love them. He walks a little further, steps back in a puddle of water, comes out and says, I love my white shoes. The moral of the whole story about Pete the Cat is this that whatever he stepped in, didn't stop his song, it just changed it. Somebody say, just change your song. See, God doesn't allow issues to come into our life to stop us, but he will allow issues to come into our life to change us. Simon, Simon, the devil has decided to have you to sift you as wheat, but I prayed that your faith would fail you not. And when thou art converted, so in other words, God had blessed Simon, called him Peter the Rock, but Simon had never been converted. So God says, since good times don't convert you, I'll let sifting convert you. I don't want it to stop you. I just want it to change you. It is is difficult in these times that we're living in today. It's difficult. I found out something. Uh, I don't know if Pastor Rick cusses in this church. I cuss at my church. But I can cuss here. I found out you're damned if you do. And you're damned if you don't. Yesterday, I got on my social media and I said, Well, the people have spoken and I'm going to be praying for unity, love, and for America to go forward. And for us to move forward, I'm telling you, you'd have thought I was the antichrist. I'm asking people to move forward in unity. I'm asking people to move forward in love. I'm asking people to move forward in support by prayer. And they, I mean, they hanging me up to dry. People unfollowing me by Clint Brown. Bye. one lady put on there she said well I, I'm deleting 20 albums from my, from my phone today all Clint Brown albums are y'all hearing me I didn't get on there and say oh I thank God that Biden won boy I'm so excited that my candidate won I'm so happy that the Democrats came out on top I didn't say that I said, now that we know who the next president of 2021 is going to be, let's move forward in prayer. Let's move forward in unity. Let's move forward in love. And hey, it wasn't the world that was screaming at me. It was the church. I mean, if we can't come together in unity in the church, Where can we find it? Are you here? I mean, I'll just tell you right now because I'm not ashamed of it. The person I voted for didn't win. I didn't vote for Biden. And I did not vote for him because I'm not going to ever pray for him. I'm going to pray for him. Because I'm going to tell you something. I pray that that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris lead this nation into a prosperous future. And people were saying, I'm not going to pray for the Antichrist. What? The Bible says pray for those that that are in authority over your life. How can you be a Christian and not pray that God would bless our nation and our country? I'm going to tell you right now. I don't want to be connected with somebody that wants our nation to be destroyed and divided and not a success. Because I came to tell you right now. I don't live based on who's in the White House. I live based on who's in my house. And listen, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But David, in this passage of Scripture, we, we meet David at 16 years old when he's selected to be king. And sometimes we can be trapped in time. And every time you bring up the name David, you think of this young boy that threw a sling and knocked down a giant. But David did grow up. And David, in this passage of Psalms 33, David has come a long way on his journey. David is now experiencing tremendous division in his kingdom. And the thing is, is, The division is not coming from a nation that's outside of of, of Israel. David said, I could have handled it if it was my enemies that tried to overthrow me. But because it's my family that has tried to overthrow me, it's tough to deal with. You know why? Because Absalom was the one that tried to get David's kingdom. Isn't it a shame when somebody wants to try to steal what's already rightfully theirs? The reason why he was he said I could have handled it if it was an outside nation is because at least they would come in and try to steal a kingdom that was worth stealing. Absalom is in line for the kingdom. He just don't want to wait on it. So David is frustrated and aggravated. And David starts pinning these words. And I want to share this with you and our nation today. I've got 27 minutes. Everybody say, one step at a time. David begins Psalms 37 and gives eight instructions. And I'm going to give them to you very quickly. Number one, he says, fret not. Fret not. Somebody say, fret not. Watch this. He says, don't get discouraged. Fret not. What? Because of evildoers. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I have a hard time with is letting go of something when I know I'm right. When I know I'm right, it's tough for me to just let it go. Because if I know they're an evildoer, for me to just step back and fret not is a difficult thing for me to do. But David says, sometimes you have to learn how to step back and not let it bother you. I don't know about anybody in here, but does it ever bother you when you see people that hasn't prayed as hard as you? Has it been as faithful as you've been? Has it been committed like you've been committed when you start seeing them get blessed while you're still waiting on your blessing? It's tough to swallow that. Discouragement does not seek gender. It does not seek color. Discouragement can slip underneath gated communities and sit by you on your jacuzzi. Discouragement can ride with you to work. If discouragement don't ride with you to work, discouragement has a way of catching a ride home with you. Discouragement sometimes can come disguised. In other words, discouragement can reside behind Louis Vuitton bags behind fake eyelashes, makeup, fake lips, fake hair, and fake lives. We all have a way of acting like we're never discouraged. We come to church and someone says, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great when nothing's great. How do you feel? I feel fine when you're sick. Because we've been trained not to say anything negative. The Bible says call those things that are not as though they are. He said call those things that are as though they're not. You've got to learn how to live with what you're dealing with but expect what you're hoping for. And David says, you got to learn that there are seasons in your life. And I'm preaching to a nation from a city today, from a church. I believe America, the church of America, is going to have to fret not. Either we trust God or we don't trust God. I mean, I posted this yesterday. I said, I still trust God. I believe all things. Work together for good to them who are called according to his purpose. I had Christians putting up there, oh, here we go with the scriptures. Here we go. Well, do you believe it or not? I don't care who gets elected. God didn't get elected. He can't be impeached. God didn't get voted in. He can't be voted out god didn't get chosen he can't be dismissed i don't care who's in the white house i believe god is still on his throne And don't tell me America is not going to be blessed because of who the president is. You think God's going to keep my blessing from me because of who got elected when it has nothing to do with me? God is going to bless me according to my seed, according to my faithfulness, and if I keep on taking one step at a time. David said, Fret not, shout, Fret not. Here's the second thing he said in verse three of that chapter trust in the Lord. Trust, have faith. You know what faith comes from, right? Faith produces patience because patience understands who it's waiting on and what it's waiting on. Patience don't just come. I don't have patience. I am not naturally patient. But I do display patience in certain situations. If I'm at home and I tell my sons, we're going to eat at 6 o'clock, I'm leaving at 6, and they're not in my car at 6, I will leave them. Why? Because I sit there and I realize I'm going to be paying for this. And if they ain't got the, the respect to come get in a car when I want to leave and I'm paying, and trust me, they don't even think twice. They know I'm paying. When I'm at the dinner table at a restaurant, I have all, we have all four of our kids with us. Ain't none of them reaching for their wallets at the end of the night. Come on, moms and dads. Can I get an amen? amen. You ever wish you could have go to the bathroom and leave the leave the ticket there and come back and go? Nobody paid. Why? Expectation. So if you're going to expect me to do something, and I expect you to be in my car on time, I'm going to leave your butt if you ain't there. But if their mama is not on time. I've all of a sudden, I create a spirit of patience because of who I'm waiting on and what I'm waiting on. See, they don't give me what mama gives me. Oh, nobody want to be real in Oklahoma. Come on, somebody. So I trust in the Lord because I'm willing to be patient knowing who I'm waiting on. And knowing what I'm waiting on. David said, don't get discouraged. He says, do good. So watch this. This is crazy. Fret not, trust in the Lord. That means don't be discouraged. So something is happening that creates discouragement. And David says, trust in the Lord, which means to wait So that means David don't have what he's waiting on. But David says, but I've learned that while I'm in a discouraging situation and while I'm waiting on something I don't have, it doesn't eliminate me from doing something. I'm going to do good. And then David says this. He says, delight thyself in the Lord. This is all in discouraging times. Then in verse Uh, Five, he says, commit thy way unto the Lord. You do know making a commitment builds hope. Keeping one builds trust. Commit thy way. Then he says, chill. Verse seven. Rest is the King James. C. Brown version is chill. Chill in the Lord. We're going somewhere. Hold on. Then verse eight. This one, I wish he'd have left out of the scriptures. Cease from anger. It's hard for me to cease from anger whenever I preach like I'm angry. I had people all the time, they go, have you ever put yourself on mute while you're preaching and watched yourself? You look like you are just mad at everybody. Cease from anger. You know what anger comes from? when you don't receive what you thought you deserved in any situation. Listen, anger has never built anything, but anger can destroy everything. My daddy told me when I was growing up, he said, listen to me, son. He said, anger, when you get mad, two things happen. You lose finances and friends. He said, be careful about getting mad. Came to my church when I just started pastoring. And I mean, we had a work day at the church with a bunch of volunteers. And I, I came out of his house. He was a, a, a hard, a hard uh, nose worker. And I mean, he held us to a high standard. And I was doing that to all the volunteers. And my daddy pulled me aside in one of the offices of the church. He said, hey, let me tell you something. I've never been a pastor, but I've been a part of the flock. He said, let me tell you something. I see how you're upset and you're angry because they ain't doing it like you want. He said, but you've got to remember that sheep out there. And he said, let me tell you something. You can, you, can, you can shear sheep all month, but you can only skin them once. He said, go out there and be appreciative and stop being so mad. And I used to look at him and go, well, you're the, you raise us. He goes, hey, don't put it on me. I'm not the pastor. You are. I'm just telling you what people are not going to put up with. Anger. Anger always makes you display what you wish you could hide. You never heard that thing? Listen carefully when somebody's drunk and mad. David said, cease from anger. Don't be so mad about stuff. And then David finally gets down to where I want to bring you to this morning and end this morning on. David says these words David says, You need to fret not. David said, You need to trust in the Lord. David said, you need to do good. You need to delight yourself in the Lord. Commit yourself to the Lord. Rest in the Lord and cease from anger. While all this chaos is going on, you need to do that. And then David shows us the last thing we need to do. David says, because the steps. Can I get a witness in here today? The steps. The steps of a good man. The steps, watch, of a good man or order of the Lord. Watch this. David says, I can fret not, trust, commit, rest, chill, and cease from being mad because I know that every step, when I take one step at a time, watch this, watch this. David says, I realize that where I'm stepping, God has already ordered it. I'm about ready to come down there. God is ordering my steps. He's ordering. Watch this. Don't wait until everything gets in order to give God praise. Give God praise because everything has been ordered. Y'all missed that right there. Don't wait till everything gets in order to give God praise. Give God praise because everything has been ordered. Can I tell you something? November the 3rd, that's when we voted. It might have surprised the media because the polls were terribly off. It might have surprised the church. It might have surprised the world. It might have surprised the nation. But it didn't surprise God. Push somebody next to you and say, you got to take one step at a time. Now watch this. Here's what we do a lot. Can y'all light this area over here? Can they light this area over here? Can you? Y'all took my steps from me in the front. and I built my whole sermon around my center steps. But sometimes you got to learn how to step in the dark. watch this sometimes we l- listen I don't know if you're like me I'm, I'm, I'm going to be transparent this morning I don't know if you're like me have you ever desired something and you went into your closet of prayer and started asking God to do it has anybody ever done that in other words we go in there and we think that God is sitting up there and he's waiting on me to tell him so he can go to work. That's what it is. Think about it. If, if we think we can go into our closet of prayer and ask God to do something and then God will go do it. Then that's like saying God's waiting on my instruction so he can start constructing. Can I tell you something that might get you happy? At least five of y'all. Because don't look at me with that COVID spirit you got up there in your, in your spirit. At least five of y'all, this will make you happy. Can I tell you this? God is not preparing a blessing for you. You said that didn't make me happy. I'm not finished. God is preparing you for a blessing. You like that, Paul? In other words, watch this. Everything that I need, everything that I want, everything that I desire it's already ordered for me I've got to just keep on taking one step at a time and God will order my steps. you say well Bishop why haven't I re- I'm I'm 45 you're gonna tell me the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone I'm 45 years old, and I've never been married. And I just don't think God, that don't float with me because I think God would have already given me a wife. Well, that depends. What path have you kept? God might have had your wife in Oklahoma City, and you're in Dallas because you're not following the order. So things you should have gotten along the way you haven't gotten along the way. So God has to GPS you and tell you, you turn as soon as possible. Y'all don't do GPS here? My GPS, when I go, when I go further than what I'm supposed to go, when I miss the instruction of the GPS, when I don't listen to the voice that I can't see, I'm going to tell you, you can ask my wife, I am hard-headed. We will put that GPS in there, and this woman will be talking to us in there. I don't know why she keeps putting a woman in there to give us directions. But in my truck, it's a man. In her truck, it's a woman. And she, we get in there, and that woman starts talking to us. And you can ask her. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at her and said, that, 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 she's crazy. I'll start talking about the unseen voice. I'll say, she's crazy. I ain't turning there. Something ain't right. I ain't turning there. And I'll keep going. And she'll just kind of turn that volume up. You turn as quickly as possible. You're next to you. You turn. You're quickly. You're, you turn. Watch this. Have you ever noticed that the unseen voice never turns me? It always says, hey, Clint, you turn. Watch. You know what the voice is telling me? The destination hasn't moved. What you put in is still where it's always been. You're the one that has bypassed it. You're the one that has disobeyed it and gone further than you should have gone and taken rights and lefts you shouldn't have taken. And so guess what? I'm not going to reach down and turn your truck around. You turn. So God is not preparing my blessing for me. He's preparing me for my blessing. Say one step at a time. Watch this. Watch this. He comes into this thing and he says something important. He says in verse 24, I'm almost there. He says, after he says the steps of a a good man are ordered of the Lord, watch this, in verse 24 of Psalms 37, y'all got that TV? Verse 24 says these words. It says, and when... He falls. Though he falls, he shall not utterly be cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Not if he falls. Though means when? After. Watch this. I don't know if y'all like this in Oklahoma like we are in Florida, but have you ever walked up some steps and you stopped paying attention and your front toe caught the bottom of the next step you were supposed to step on and you stumbled and fell? Am I by myself? Somebody needs to say, yeah, I did that. Or or at least I know what you're talking about, Bishop. Right? Am I right? Have you ever noticed? We are not concerned that we fell. Nobody's ever concerned. Nobody ever goes, oh. My Lord. I can't believe I fell. Nobody does that. You know what people do? Watch the instincts of humanity. We fall. No, we don't get up. This is what we do. (laughs) See, our first instinct when we fall on the steps, it's never to just pop right back up. We are so worried about who saw us fall. Because see, We want to get to the stage and act like we've always been here. We want to get up here and act like this is where I was destined for. We don't want to talk about the stumble on the steps. But if you will realize that even when you stumble and you fall, the Bible says God will never take his hand off of you even on the step. And let me tell you something. This is Psalms 37. In Psalms 34, David wrote a psalm for this day. He is in a dulem. He is running and he is being attacked. And you know what David wrote? I will bless the Lord. I'm almost through. At all times. Wait a minute. His praise. I wish I had a church in Oklahoma. Shall continually. So you know what that means? I know I'm just on step number one. But I'm going to praise him right here on this step. I ain't waiting until I get to the stage. I know I'm on step number two. But I'm going to praise him and bless him. I'm going to praise him at this level. I'm going to praise him. Why? Why should I praise him when I'm just at this level? Well, let me just give you one reason you can praise him. You don't have to praise for nothing else. You ready? You're not on that level anymore. Why should I praise him at this level? Well, you're not on that level anymore. Why this one and this one and this one? Because you're not on that level anymore. And then when you get here, you start praising him because you know you had to walk through a lot of stuff. You had to take a lot of steps. Stay where you are. Watch this watch this he ends by saying this and this is what I end by saying and I say this to our country I say this to our church because I've had people say what do you think is going to happen because of all this nothing nothing everybody got upset Whenever Nixon won, didn't, it didn't destroy America. Everybody got upset whenever Carter won. He ain't nothing but a peanut farmer. Didn't destroy America in 1976. Then it didn't destroy America in 1980 when Reagan beat Carter. Hello, somebody. Then it didn't destroy America whenever Bush followed in the footsteps of Reagan. Even though he said, read my lips, no more taxes. And then he taxed us. We weren't destroyed. Then, it, then we weren't destroyed whenever Bush handed over the baton to Clinton. How y'all doing? How you doing? We weren't destroyed, even though he was immoral in the White House and lied to the American public. We didn't get destroyed. Then it didn't get destroyed whenever it went from a cheater to a drunk. Y'all knew George Bush was a drunk, right? That son, alcoholic. Yeah, from Texas. Didn't get destroyed. In fact, uh, that's my, my wife's favorite president is George Bush, uh, Junior, whatever, the second, whatever. Well, she can like him, you know. W, George W. Then it, get, it didn't get destroyed whenever Obama took it. And guess what? The greatest. We're the greatest. No one's ever seen it like this. I am the greatest of all time. You think Ali's in office when Trump was in office. He's just, I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> guess what? If he was so bad, why, have we, why did we reach the greatest economic level of America's history? Why? Wait, listen. Oh, because of Donald Trump's leadership? No. Because God knows we're still the most charitable nation in the world. He's not going to let us go under. We love too strong. And it's not going to go under if Biden goes in there. And it won't go under... When Biden resigns and hands it to Kamala. Mark my words. It ain't going to go under then. We're too much of an in God we trust. For an in man or woman we trust. We ain't switching who we trust. We're going to keep stepping. And somebody said, how do we get past this? How will we ever get past it. I said the same way you get past anything, you keep taking Wait a minute. Are you hearing me? Here it is. (laughs) Uh oh, I'm past it. How? I didn't stop at it. See, if we stay at the problem, we'll never get past it. But if we keep taking y'all still ain't hearing me. One step at a time. We will eventually get past it. And watch this. David said these words David said, I was young and now I'm old. You know what that indicates? A lot of steps. It indicates a process. And one of the greatest enemies of the church is unwillingness to embrace process. I went to a store when my kids wanted a BMX bike, and I went to the Walmart store. We walked to the back. We saw this bike all beautiful. I mean, it was cool. I told the little guy that was helping us, I said, I want that bike right there. When I got to the cash register, he came up with a cart. It had a box on it. And it had a big picture of that BMX bike on the box. And I said, ho, 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 ho. What's that? He said, that's the bike you picked. I said, that ain't the bike I picked. He said, yeah, it is. I said, no, it ain't. He said, sir, this is the bike. Look at the picture. Here's the SKU number on it, whatever it is. That's the, that's the bike. I said, that ain't the bike I picked. The bike I picked, the wheels were connected. The seat was connected. The handlebars were connected. The fenders were connected. He looked at me, and said, no, sir. Watch. This is key, you better hear me. That's just the model. He said, you have to assemble it and follow the instructions. And when I opened the instructions, ain't it funny? The instructions didn't come in saying, okay, do this, do this, do this. You know what the instructions said? I hate it. It said step one. Ain't nobody listening to me today. See, the problem is is we get this model in our mind and we wake up tomorrow and we want the model. But the model is just there to show you what you're going to get. If you follow the step Hallelujah Joseph Yes Lord In the middle of your sleep I'm going to show you the model Joseph wakes up Puts his coat of many colors on and goes You know what guys I had a dream last night Really yeah yeah Twelve people just like Stalks of wheat bowed down to my stalk, and all the brothers are going, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You mean us? Well, if the shoe fits. And man, they were all bowing. And then I came and da 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 da. You know what? They, you know what? You know what Joseph was doing. He was telling them the picture of the model. Joseph didn't know there was going to be some difficult steps along the way. Can I tell you something? And I'm just being brutally honest. I got five minutes. I'm going to be brutally honest. You ready? Brutally honest. Really? Brutally honest if you're in Louisiana. If I would have seen all that I had to go through to be a pastor, I'd have never started stepping. Ever betrayals, heartbreak, difficult seasons, people that I mended, healed, helped just leave disappointments, discouragement, deaths, scars, wounds. I'd have never started stepping. But David said, I got to know God. Not at the end. But I found out who he was. One step at a time. I found out one step at a time that when my family didn't believe in me, God did. I found out one step at a time that somebody you do good for is not always going to do good back to you. I found that out one step at a time. I found out that even though I brought Saul a victory, he did not bless me like he should have. I had to survive it. And I survived it one step at a time. I have been young. Now I'm old. And I've never No matter what I stepped into, I've never on this journey seen the righteous forsaken. That's us, y'all. Or his seed. That's what's following. Begging for provision. And I learned it. One step at a time. When I was 15 years old and got my driver's license, I started driving to Lawtel, Louisiana. Every Sunday after my service in Riche, Louisiana, I went to an all-white church, and our church ended right on time. But I had a friend of mine that I played football with who went to Church of God in Christ in Lawtel, Louisiana, and they never ended anything. No, I said, we ended on time. They never ended anything because the bishop would always just go, if you have to leave, go ahead. And from 15 to 19 years old, every Sunday I went. And my first step in that church of God in Christ, I sat on the back row. And I started learning that the way we praise, everybody else don't praise like we praise. And worship like we are And it's all right. It don't mean this one's better, that one's worse. But I was learning it. And then, watch. I started out on the last row. And then, and then my friend would come sit with me. And then, watch this. My friend told me, he said, hey, my mama won't let me sit back here. She wants me on the front row. I said, where's your mama sit? He said, she sits on the third row. I said, why you got to be on the front row? She said, he said, because she said that's her best view. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, and I'm within reach. So he made me sit on the front row. And I'm sitting on the front row, and one day he told the pastor, the bishop there, hey, my friend plays piano and sings. And so the bishop of an all black church called me out of the front row and I'm, I'm singing I'll Fly Away and won't we have a time when we get over yonder and now I'm learning songs that I'd never heard before and the bishop says Brown come on up here I get up there he puts me on the piano I start playing with their musicians and singing and so a little soul is put in me one step at a time because it wasn't put in me at the white church Because we clap like this, some glad morning when this life is all. But then when I went to the culture church, fly away. Right? And I, I didn't, I didn't discard what I learned as a child. I just kept adding things to my life one step at a time. Watch, I was 15, Kendall, and I did not know that this white boy from rural Louisiana would one day pastor the largest multiracial church in the city of Orlando. Watch, at 15, God ordered my steps so I could learn about a whole other race of people that I would one day have to lead but not discard the other race that I would still have to lead. So now I know everything about white people and everything about black people. But I learned it at 15 years old. You couldn't have told me at 15, hey, bro, when, watch this. In 15 years, when you're 30, you're going to start your first service in Orlando, Florida, and have 350 in your first service and build the largest multiracial church in the city of Orlando that's why you're sitting in this Kojic church in Lattell. but if I would have rejected that and went back home and never kept stepping maybe today I wouldn't be who I am and have the impact I've had because I refuse to follow the steps that God already ordered look at your neighbor and say keep taking one step at a time i never forget that old Bishop used to grab the microphone at the end of the service. Every service he'd go, I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I, I started from and nobody told me the road. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. See, I. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. See, I don't believe he brought me this. I said, I don't believe. I don't believe. I'm convinced about it. He brought me this. I don't believe Evil. One more time. I don't believe He brought me this far to leave. Somebody lift your hands and say, God, I will take one step at a time. At a time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, my candidate didn't win. Keep stepping. Keep stepping. Well, my job laid me off. Keep stepping. That's right. Well, my wife left me. Keep stepping. Well, my children don't respect me. Keep stepping. One step. step don't try to bypass steps do you know that in the book of Matthew they tried to give Jesus a crown they were coming to crown him and you know what Jesus did he disappeared in thin air while they were on their way to crown him wait a minute who does that somebody that knows this ain't the right step Can't crown me right now because there is no crown without a cross. I must go through the cross. I must be laid in the tomb before I'm crowned. I've got to take it one step at a time. You know what I have found out? I have found out as I've taken one step at a time. There's always connections and disconnections during my steps. Maturity is knowing when to connect and knowing when to disconnect. But I have found out that in every connection I've ever made it's brought something I would have never had. You do understand Elisha would have never got double if he'd not connected with Elijah, right? You do understand that Ruth would have never found Boaz if she would not have been connected to Naomi. You know what, they're, you know what them, they have in common? Elisha poured water on the hands of Elijah and served him. Ruth went and knelt down in the field and picked up scraps. And what impressed Boaz was he said, I see the way you take care of your mother-in-law. It wasn't her beauty. She was wrapped to where you couldn't see her. It was watching her. Here, Naomi, you first. And Boaz saying, what impressed me is you would walk behind and pick up scraps and bring them to Naomi. He said, that did something to my heart. Do you remember whenever the centurion came to Jesus and said, hey, my servant is at home sick. And Jesus said, I'll come to him. And the centurion said, no, just speak the word only. And he said, you all remember that? Yeah. You ought to go back and read that. Do you know that Jesus was ignoring him at first? And the Bible says he went to the disciples of Jesus. And he said, hey, do you mind he's ignoring me? Because I'm a centurion. Do you mind going and telling him? Watch. Do you mind going and telling him that I built your synagogue, and I don't even attend your church. And the Bible says the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, that centurion over there that's asking you to help, he built our church, and he's not even a member. And watch what Jesus did. Oh, oh, I didn't realize you were connected.